0: Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. I am on Hallelujah, and I'm glad you're on too. God is good, Amen. God gave us another day. This is Reverend Essie Birth Ministries in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm glad to see you guys here. Hallelujah, God is good, Amen. I hope that all's going well with you. If your day's not going good, bless it yourself. I always tell people that, Amen. Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to use uh, my microphone like I was able to do before. And uh, so God's really been blessing me. I know He's been blessing you guys. If you weren't, you wouldn't be here. Amen. Hallelujah. We bless God regardless of the weather. We bless God, God regardless of how we feel. He always should come Amen. If you don't feel good, talk to him, and he'll make everything all right. Romans eight twenty eight. Hallelujah. Today, I'm going to be talking on the subject of the lying spirit. So, if you want to get out your tablets or whatever, take notes and record. Um, And if you want to uh, just listen, and I hope somebody some somewhere gets something out of this today. Um, I entitled it The Lying Spirit, and I'm taking it from 1 Kings. Okay, chapter 22. Um, chapter 22. And I might do a little something about it, chapter 23 as well. Um, so let me open this up with prayer. Father God, we love you. Father of lights, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, We thank you for being in our lives. Thank you for doing all that you do for us. You don't have to, but you do out of love. You love us and we love you as well. Jesus, I see you sitting on the right hand side of God, sitting on your throne and you're praying, making intercession for us. And for that, we thank you. If nobody else is praying for us, we can count on you. Amen. Amen. As always, we can count on you. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into this episode, this session today. We invite you into our lives. We invite you into our prayer life. You are our teacher. You are our guide. Hallelujah. And you take us into all truth. So you are invited here today. We lift up all of the prayer requests that we receive from other people to you, Father God. Uh, People are struggling here Um, They're struggling with their finances. They're struggling with their health, their loved ones. There are people losing their loved ones to this COVID-19 coronavirus thing that's going around. And we don't know the truth about it. But one thing we do know is we know the truth that God is God. And you, what you say goes, and you are still a God of healing. That's not gone with the apostles or the disciples. You still heal today. We still hear stories uh, and testimonies of people that got healed by you. So I'm asking right now, in the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, that as I speak this word today, cause someone to get healed just by listening to my voice. Hallelujah. Depression, you have to go. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you have to go. Loneliness, you have to go. Sickness and disease, you have to go. Oppression, you have to go. There are people in Jesus' name, I'm claiming that right now those that are trying to oppress God's people will be ashamed of themselves and brought out publicly. And they'll wish that they never did it again. Amen. The Bible says, touch not my anointing and do my prophets no harm. And God meant it. Hallelujah. So I cover you all with the blood of Jesus Christ. All you listening in your households, I cover you with the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeshua HaMashayk, no weapon formed against you, shall prosper. Everything that rises up against you is going to fall. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord, and amen. Amen, hallelujah. Uh, I gotta check out a little something here first before I get started. All right. So, uh, First Kings cha- I'll read verses one to. Okay. In fact, it's actually the whole chapter. It's not a very long chapter, but I'll read verses one through ten of First Kings, chapter twenty-two. And it says, and they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth and Gilead is ours, and we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Wilt thou go with me to battle in Ramoth-Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art My people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. And then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramath-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, is is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Now, Jehoshaphat's asking, is there a prophet that we can get proper um, edification and proper um, uh, orders from? Amen. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, there is, watch this, there is yet one, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. Okay, he's telling, yes, we do have one. He said, watch this, but I hate him, for he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. In other words, Jehoshaphat saying, uh, don't say that, <laughs> you know, don't say that, amen. So, we have to watch how we speak over and about um, the the uh, messengers of God, amen. So, three years had gone by without Syria and Israel being at war with one another, and it came to pass that in the third year, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went down to visit the king of Israel. Israel's king said that they had Romath-Gilead in their hand, but just hadn't taken it over yet and he asked Jehoshaphat to help so this as I was reading this since uh, yesterday um, we have to be careful of the alliances that we make, the people that we hang with amen, so we have the, the king of Judah going to the king of Israel, okay, we see that you know, let us reason together, amen um, but he's asking Jehoshaphat to help him to take over someone else, right uh, Ahab and Jezebel were hand in hand. You hear a lot of people talking about Jezebel this Jezebel. In fact, I hear Jezebel so much. I'm like, okay, we can say can somebody please get on Ahab right now, her husband, right? They were evil people. And King Ahab was the son of Omri, and he reigned over Israel and Samaria for Samaria for 22 years, and if you could see that in 1 Kings 16:29, continuing the example of his father, Ahab did evil in the sight of God by worshiping Baal, and 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 the Bible says he did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel worse than all the kings of Israel that were before him. He he provoked God. Ahab A- Ahab was an evil king, uh, and and he provoked God more than anybody else that had ever been in office. Okay, <laughs> Amen. First Kings sixteen thirty three. Ahab again and again proved that he was bent on evil. Have you ever known someone who just acts like they're just bent on evil? They have to have some kind of evil in their lives in order for them to, at least they think they have to have some kind of evil in their lives in order to exist. He was bent on evil, evidenced by his continued refusal to listen to the prophet Elijah's warnings, as did Isaiah in chapter 23. An angel sent Elijah to Ahazi to tell him that he was going to die, and he did die. And that's why I was saying I might hit 23 a little bit. You'll see that in chapter 23. All right? When God sends you a warning, pay attention to it. Amen. Take it seriously. Ahab accused Elijah of troubling Israel by the drought, but Elijah declared that it was Ahab's own sin that caused the troubles for the nation in 1 Kings eighteen eighteen, See, they'll blame you for something that's going wrong, amen, but it's really their fault, amen. <clears throat> Since Ahab had declared war on God by killing his prophets, God then brought the war to Ahab in the form of a contest, 1 Kings eighteen nineteen to 40. Between the 450 prophets of Baal on one side and Elijah on the other, when God miraculously verified Elijah's status as his true prophet, and, and some of you may have heard that story about uh, Elijah and and the uh, the barrels of water. Okay, we'll say that way. Amen. Um, Ahab should have repented then. But he remained in his sinful rebellion, fueled by the wicked anger of his wife, Jezebel. There are things that happen in your enemies' lives that, they, by rights, they should actually repent and, and uh, st- stop messing with God's people. Amen? And stop messing with you. But there are just some people, you just have to pray for them, excuse them, because they're going to do evil. Some people, it's just like it's in their veins, in their heart, in their mind to be and do evil. And we also don't know the spirits that are driving these people. Amen? You don't know what's driving somebody. And just because you would handle something a certain way doesn't mean that they're going to handle it that way as well, right? Jehoshaphat told him that whatever was his... Okay, was the king of Israel's also. He's sharing everything he has here, Judah, with Israel. Amen. So we got to be careful um, who we are in, uh, in alliance with. Be careful who you follow. Be careful of who you talk to. Even Jesus had the 12. All right. Jesus had his own circle. Amen. Not to diss anybody else, but there was just certain ones he called. (laughs) to be in his main circle. Amen. The king of Israel asked if they should go to war. Everyone reasoned until he asked if there was a prophet of the Lord to ask instead. Jehoshaphat recommends Micaiah, but the king of Israel didn't like Micaiah. Amen. As you can see in verse 8 of uh, 1 Kings 22. He felt that Micaiah only prophesied gloom and doom to him. And how many times do we have people today that do the same thing? He said, we don't want to hear, we don't want any prophets. We don't want to be prophesied to because all they do is tell us of our problems. They tell us of, of of our troubles and and they say things to us that we don't like. See, you know, they say things to us that stirs up our spirit in a negative way. We don't want to do right, you know. So, Amen. The king of Israel asked if they should go to war. Everyone reasoned until he asked if there was a prophet of the Lord. Amen. He felt that Micah was just too negative. People still feel the same way today, don't they? They hate the prophets that prophesy to save their souls, but love the ones who give you a word about Houses, swimming pools, money, cars. Amen. Have you ever noticed that not many come back online testifying about getting too many new houses, cars, or money? (laughs) But you hear it all the time, right? I can tell you right now. I prophesy that, but this time next year, you're going to have a new house, a car, and a husband or good husband or good wife. Amen. And then a year goes by, and you never get it. Okay, what does that make me, right? All right? People agree with these prophets, prophet liars, out of mere emotion, see, and not faith. I could put a post on saying somebody's about to get $100,000, and you know that post will get 85 hits by the end of the day? But when I put a warning type of prophecy on, maybe three people people will click like. This is why we don't depend on social media likes. I like conversation. The likes just don't turn me on. Amen. That stuff will hurt your feelings. You know, and uh, I saw recently where doctors are studying it. And they've come to the conclusion that every time we get a like it boosts our dopamine in our brains amen we watch out for likes because it literally gets this gets us high Okay, I don't know how long that lasts for some people. You know, for a while that worked for me, but I was getting to the point. Now, I like likes. Don't get me wrong. It's nice that you like some things that I do, but I want conversation. I want to talk. (laughs) I want to hold a conversation. Amen. So people are so afraid. I'll get into that a little bit later. The king of Israel's words here are a typical example of how saints are hated. He hated Micaiah, and Micaiah was a tad too serious for him. He didn't tickle the king's ears enough, see? You can be hated for no reason, just like David said in 1 Samuel 17, 29. David said, "Uh, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever had somebody treat you bad, say something bad about you or whatever, and you're like, what did I do now? Now what's the problem? Amen. You get blamed for everything, it seems like. Mm. There may be a reason. That reason now is because you belong to Jesus Christ. When you were out in the world, it seems like you got along with everybody, there was no problem, right? And then once you began to follow Jesus, learn about Jesus, accept Jesus as your Savior, it seems like, pardon my expression, but all H-E double hockey sticks, let's loose, amen? We always get blamed for upsetting the carts in people's lives, okay, when they do a bang-up job of it themselves. They don't need us. They they mess up their own lives and they look for someone to blame. It's like the sitting duck syndrome. So I'm gonna tell you now, get used to it. God says have patience, persistence, be encouraged, be strong, and he meant it. Amen. You're gonna need it. You know, if we are sitting around waiting for things to go our way, it is not going to happen that way. Because right now, it should be Yahweh. <laughs> Amen. It should be God's way. Amen. And then, when He come, Jesus comes to get us, then we're free. Amen. We're free. Hallelujah. You're blessed. In chapter 22, verse 11... The prophets told the king to go up Ramoth Gilead and pro prosper. See, here we go. Prosperity. <laughs> you know, God wants you to do good. God wants you to have. Amen. God is a good God. He is the bank. Amen. But we have to be very careful how we handle that. You don't try to pull people into Jesus over prosperity. You're. Con- we should be more concerned about their souls, Amen, than their money. Amen. So, they, they pr- and prosper for the Lord shall deliver it unto the king's hand. This is what the prophets, the, the prophet liars were telling the king. Well, yeah, you're going you're gonna to prosper and the Lord's going to give it to you. Amen. So, this is what happens when you go by emotion, fear, and false pretenses. Amen. And pretense is an attempt to make something that is not the case. Appear true, amen. And when you're looking at the sars under pretense, you'll see uh, it says make believe, make believe, putting on an act, acting, dissembling, shamming. Or should we say today scamming, faking, feigning, simulation, dissimulation, play. Okay? Amen. When you try to please man instead of doing God's will, that's what it is. When you're pleasing man instead of doing God's will. I know that he's been looking for a good wife, so the next time we get together, I'm going to prophesy that God's going to send him a good wife. Prophelling. See? Amen. They served a man who followed a false god, or Baal, some people say but we say Baal, quick, right? You do realize that someone has decided to place the Temple of Baal in New York, right? Amen? I'm just saying. Uh, You might have heard it the last few years, uh, and, and I looked it up, and here's some information about the Temple of Baal via Snopes, okay? And I quote, I realize that the headline of this article sounds like it must be false, but it is actually completely true. The Temple of Baal, also known as the Temple of Bel, B-E-L, was a world-famous landmark that was located in Palmyra, Syria. In August 2015, this temple was destroyed by ISIS, and most of the world recoiled in terror at the loss of the cultural heritage site. Okay. In an attempt to preserve history, two exact replicas of the 50-foot arch that stood at the entrance to the temple will be erected in April 2016 in Times Square in New York City, and that was a while ago, folks, right, and in Trafalgar Square in London. Needless to say, a lot of people are quite disturbed by this. In ancient times, child sacrifice and bisexual orgies were common practices at the altars of Baal. And now we are putting up a monument of worship to this false god in the heart of our most important city. A lot of secret societies and occult groups have traditions that tell them that Nimrod, Marduk, Osiris, Apollo and Baal will someday be resurrected and will once again rule the world. And then it goes on to say, with all of the proceeding in mind, could it be possible that we're actually erecting a temple for the Antichrist in New York City next month? Amen. And you can find that if you go to www.snopes.com, fact check, Temple of Baal in New York City. Amen. The Antichrist. Who passed that law that it was okay to put the temple of a false god in the middle of one of our most prosperous cities? What did the prophets tell the king? Go ahead and take the city. You will prosper. And they were lying. False prophets attempt to speak things into existence without consulting the Lord. They knew the king hated serious prophecies which caused them to sway their messages. See? They were on the payroll, as they say. (laughs) So they performed to make the king look and feel good. Are we doing that today? With what's going on in the world today, are prophets speaking what God is really saying? Or whatever they want or what they think that the people want to hear? Take a wild guess, as they say, you know? Isn't remember hear people say take a wild guess? And I believe in my heart of hearts that this is what some people are doing. Now, not all. There's some really good prophets out there. In fact, I'm following a couple, and I love them. They don't miss, and they don't play. Amen? Discernment is also evading us quickly. The, the body of Christ, the church of God, is losing discernment. Oh, God. It's like we can't tell the difference between good and evil anymore. Amen? They speak a thing, and then they hope that it comes to pass. Many don't even believe in what it is that they're saying. There are so many who have learned to mimic past prophets who hit the nail on the head, but they lack the power thereof. I heard a man recently say that there is someone who even grew his hair long and plays on a keyboard like Kim Clement did. You remember him, Kim Clement. used to sing and play on a keyboard, and then he would prophesy, but he passed. Amen. God rest his soul. And he even changes this person, even changes his voice to an Australian voice as he attempts to prophesy. That's silly, folks. And it, it, it's uh, buffoonery. Isn't that the word buffoonery? Amen. I hate to use this as an example, but I feel that I have to. Like, for instance, our election. Okay? You're going to hear this and hear this until it's finally kind of over, should we say? Our election. Some, not all, Christian prophets all over the world were, in my point of view, overemphasizing the fact that Donald Trump would win the election. Some finally slowed down and said, if it be God's will, because they saw where they're not sure, <laughs> amen, you know, we have to see what God's going to do. You're supposed to wait and see if you hear what God is going to do or wait and see what God is going to do. We have to be careful of not using fear tactics. Prophets out there, you people who call yourself a prophet, be careful that you do not use fear tactics to get your way. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Amen. But we have to remember that we have an adversary who likes to twist things, especially if it makes God's people look bad. But there is, I do like the fact, though, that he's the only president thus far who showed such admiration towards Israel and Christians, regardless of his background or personality. And I'm not taking up for him. That's just the truth. Amen. Notice I didn't say Muslims or any other denomination or groups of people. He favors Israel and those grafted in. That's you and I. We have to pray for our nation, folks. Pray for our leadership, all of them. Amen. We have favor no matter where we go. And he gave us favor in the White House as well. God can use anybody that he wants. He's God. After all, you're listening to me. What Can't God use Why can't God use him? Amen God used a donkey In the Bible He spoke through a donkey Amen To a hard headed person So that the donkey can speak to a hard headed person That wouldn't do what they were supposed to do One thing I did say Months ago and some of you listening Who are on a prayer group and share group A prayer and share group uh, You might remember me writing this But I did say That I did not mean to dis. Or go against the prophets of the church, in all due respect, Amen. But something is amiss with this election. I felt it then that something wasn't uh, just wasn't right, and would go awry, Amen. I think my words were something like something's not right in the water. Little did I realize that it would be hammer. Look this up when you get a chance. When you get off of here, look up H-A-M-M-E-R, and then look up Dominion. Okay? And there's other computers like that that are at work here. And we know men are behind computers. Amen? It's evil. It's evil. Evil spirits is behind this entire election. I felt the devil at work, but just couldn't name names then. And everyone got really quiet on CERN. Whatever happened to CERN? I don't know if you guys heard of CERN, look it up, capital C, capital E, capital R, capital M. It is allegedly a large machine that allegedly brings evil spirits from the second heaven or whatever, hell, whatever, to us. And they've done it. You can see what I said about the election when you go to RevSE.com, and just uh, go into the search bar and, and type up America's November election may fool you. That was the title of it. America's November election may fool you. And I wrote it on September 28, 2020. Amen. And here's what I quoted. One of the things I quoted in it, a season of national repentance. This is a season of national repentance. I said, I realize that this goes against what many prophets have prophesied, and I mean no harm, and I'm not trying to go against the grain, but something just isn't right in the water. They're talking about President President Donald Trump's taxes now, but it was okay for another to foul the Oval Office with his assistant and a cigar, unquote. Amen? So, verse 13. The messenger went to Micaiah and told him that the king required him to come and prophesy, but he should only say good things to him. Micaiah told the messenger that he would say what God tells him to say. Isn't that what messengers, isn't that what prophets are supposed to do? We're not going to tell you something that you want to hear. We're going to tell you something that God tells us to say to you. Amen? He didn't side with the deception. (laughs) Neither should we do that today. I've had people tell me that they came to me last for information because they knew that I would tell them the truth. You've heard me say this before. If you asked me, I'd want to hear the truth first, wouldn't you? Why? Hey, amen. Why go to all the people that you know are not going to tell you the truth? Why go to a prophet liar <laughs> when you could go to a prophet? Amen. Not that I'm calling myself one, but I'm just saying as an example, why go to somebody that you know is not going to tell you the truth? It's going to tickle your ears. Amen. I don't want any preachers, teachers, evangelists, pastors, or prophets. Okay. I don't want anybody over me that is not going to tell me the truth. I don't want anybody to tell me everything is everything. Everything's going to be all right. And 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 it's not. I want you to show me how to fight these battles. I want you to teach me how to fight these battles like I try to do whenever i'm i'm, I'm preaching on on sundays and and whenever i'm 'm speaking during the week online or whatever or on a, on a telephone or whatever okay I want somebody 's going to tell me the truth amen that 's okay though you know um, jesus didn 't beg anybody either so i 'm not going to beg anybody. You can come to me i I'll, I'll be here. I will be here for you. But I'm not going to beg you. Amen. Micaiah had courage and he was bold. So should we be. If you believe in Jesus Christ in your heart and not only with your lips or speech, you wouldn't fear anything as well. And I like Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. God showed me this. Uh, wow. I'll never forget. Uh, just I think it was last week he showed me this. This is awesome, and this is what he's done for me, and I'm going to honor it. Isaiah 54 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isn't that what we're supposed to be here for? Amen? He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned, and Lord God, I thank you. Hallelujah. We are to lift and encourage, lift each other up, encourage one another. God says they honor him with their speech, but not their hearts. Romans sixteen eighteen it says, For they uh, that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Simple. Do you want to be simple? Or do you want to be one with God? Amen. Do you want to be the righteousness of God? Jeremiah twenty nine, twenty three, because they have committed villainy in Israel, and have committed adultery with their neighbors' wives, and have spoken lying words in my look right there, and have spoken lying words in my name, which I have not commanded them, even I know and am a witness, said the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as the people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men, and this is where we are getting these lying spirits from. Their hearts are not close to God. They don't have a close relationship with God. They don't know the King's likes. They don't know what he loves. They don't know how to please him. And they're not taking out the time. They're so busy hmm, performing. Okay, they're so busy performing that they don't know what God wants. All they know is they know how to say their lines. Amen. They know how to act but there's no depth. There's no spirit in it. All flesh and no spirit is death. Amen. Matthew fifteen eight 8, this people draw nigh unto me with their, words, with their mouth and honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Mark 7, 6, he answered and said unto them, well, Isaiah is prophesied of you hypocrites, as is written, this, prof- this, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. God's telling us today, are you honoring him? He says, are you honoring me with your lips, but your heart's nowhere near? Do you only talk to me on Sundays because you think It's time. It's time. Romans 3:13 Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. Now I want to show you something in verse 15 to 18. The prophet tells him What he sees in a vision, and the king gets angry with him and says, Jehoshaphat, he says to Jehoshaphat, let me read uh, 15 to 18, 22, 15 to 18, and it says, so it came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramach Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it unto the hand of the king. And the king said unto him, how many times shall I adore thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, uh, these have no master let them return every man to his house in peace and the king of israel said to jehoshaphat did i not tell you that he would prophesy no good concerning uh, concerning me but evil amen evil amen the prophet tells him what he sees in a vision and the king gets angry with him Yet Micaiah continued by telling him of a heavenly vision that he had of the Lord in heaven sitting on his throne with angelic beings on the right and the left. Notice, God, there's not chaos in heaven. There's order in heaven. God likes things done decently and in order. Notice it says that they were sitting on the right side of God and the left side of God. Amen. There are nobody. There's nobody in front of him. And then the spirit approached him and said, I will watch this. Write this down, 1 Kings 22, and it's verses uh, 22 and 23. Amen. And the Spirit says, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. This man was so evil. This kid, Ahab was so evil he just wouldn't listen, so you know when you're evil and you keep messing up and messing up and you just won't listen, God God's going to handle that. Amen. It's, it's not going to be nice. The spirit says, "I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his pro- in the mouth of all the people he depends on, oh God, that's a word. that's a word, that's a word, that's a word. That's why I say be careful who you listen to. Jesus. Be careful who you listen to because if you're not serving God the way you're supposed to be serving God, if you're not pleasing Him, you just may hear a message from somebody who means you no good. They could be used by the lying spirit. My God, my God. It's not even in my notes, so I know it's a word to somebody. Amen. Amen. You know, this blows my mind. There are things that can go on in heaven that you don't even know of. We can't put God in a box. You'd be surprised of what he does or allows to happen to psych out our enemies. You don't know how God's fighting your battles. It's none of our business to know. Amen. Verse 23 says that the Lord will put a lying spirit in the, that the Lord will put a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets and still the Lord spoke evil concerning the king. The king was so evil, God couldn't even speak good over him. Amen. Now, Zedekiah smacked Micaiah on the cheek and asked which way the spirit of the Lord went so that he could speak to the spirit. Really? <laughs> so you're going to talk to the spirit of God? You're going to tell God what to do and how to do it now? He's asking the prophet, where did the spirit go? I want to talk to the spirit. He was second guessing the prophet's power. Like many do today, they second guess the ones who are really called by God, but the fake ones get houses, land, cars, money, tithes, gifts, (laughs) and they want for nothing. You know, years ago, I went to an R.W. Shambach tent revival and Ted Shuttlesworth, which I love both. Um, He was one of the guest speakers. It was in West Virginia. Ted was telling us of how his car overheated, broke down, his clothes were not freshly ironed, and he didn't have enough money for gas or to stay in a nice hotel, but he made it to the meeting. There's your apostle, your prophet, your teacher, amen? And let me tell you, that man preached. I'll never forget it. An older gentleman friend of mine, okay, was healed of high blood pressure that night. I was there. I saw it. He went up for prayer and he said he heard a snap in his head and he fell out on the floor. Everything went black and he fell out on the floor. When RW picked him up, well, his helpers, when they picked him up, he felt better. He knew that he, he knew in his heart of hearts that he had been healed. He stopped experiencing the symptoms of high blood pressure and he stopped taking his pills and he was fine. He went to his doctor's appointment months later and the doctor told him that his stats read great. <laughs> okay? He told the doctor that he was healed by God of high blood pressure. Watch this. The doctor told him to be careful because that was dangerous to get off of his pills. Blew it. He believed the man over God. Amen. God used R.W. Shambock and gasless, hotel-less Ted Shuttlesworth to heal an old man of high blood pressure. Folks, the church today is getting more and more powerless and more fleshly every day. We lip our love to God, but will not serve him in greater ways. Our minds are too full of impertinent information that we have a hard time voicing our love for Jesus, either privately or publicly. I've had prayer groups for years, and there's just that proverbial few people who don't mind typing or holding conversations online. And most of you are on today. And I love you, and I thank you, and I appreciate it. Amen. God bless you a hundredfold. All others just sit back and watch each other, afraid to say anything that may jeopardize their cool, calm, and collected uh, religious religious demeanor. Notice I said religious demeanor. It happens in every group. They're afraid to. They, they're afraid they may look silly to the public or to their old friends who may be in a group. God is telling us today to speak up and witness for Him. Have no fear. Amen. We have to be careful not to be like prophet liars did and only speak up to please somebody. They remained silent until the king needed pacified. We're to speak it in season and out of season. That's why I value Carla Gray from Cannonsburg, PA and made her my moderator. She's not afraid of what people think or say. Yes, I'm uh, uh, encouraging her today. She posts nicely and even sometimes funny posts. She's not in any clique. She's not in any club. I enjoy her posts and they lighten my day. She never gets sick and always has some kind of testimony that glorifies the Father somehow. Amen. Well, now we have the lying spirit entering the entering the mouth of all the prophets. This is something that we have to watch out for today, okay? Be careful who you get your word from. Don't judge them by their clothes, Stacey Adams shoes, attaché cases, car makeup, or eyelashes. Amen? (laughs) I don't have mine on today. I don't have my mascara on today because I got both of my eyes operated on. And by the grace of God, I can see. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. After all, it's about Jesus, not them. So here we have the evil king of Israel changing clothes, but Jehoshaphat is not to be found by the enemy. The Syria decided they're not going to fight the enemy, they're just going to fight the king. All they wanted was the king himself, amen? They're chasing Jehoshaphat, who is now dressed as the evil king, which was a bad decision. Jehoshaphat cries, he begins to cry out and tell them, I'm not who you're looking for. So they turn around. They found the real king and shot an arrow at him as he rode in a chariot and fatally wounded him between the sections of his armor. How unusual was that, amen? And he bled out and he died. Wow. Evil plans backfire, okay? His evil plan backfired on him. They always do. Evil people always want to put on robes of righteousness without Jesus. (laughs) They are the do-it-yourselfers, seeing themselves as wise in their own eyes. To trade cloaks with someone like that is deceptive. You know good and well that the enemy will kill the one with your clothes on. That's something to concentrate, to think about, amen? Back then, militarily speaking, it was an honor to bring back the king's body or his head from a battle. That's why he used Jehoshaphat and changed clothes. He was faint-hearted. He was a scaredy-cat. He lost his life being hard-headed, just as many do today. You talk to your loved ones about drugs and alcohol and questionable friends, and they could care less until they run into that one incident they can't get away from. Sort of like we do with God our Father, amen? I know somebody doesn't even pray unless there's somebody sick. Ahab the king died. They washed his chariot in a pool of Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood just like they did for another hard-headed evil ruler. His wife, my Jezebel, Jehoshaphat took his place, so wearing the king's garment really did fit him to the T anyway. That could have been a spiritual indication of what would come next in his life. Take note of who tries to switch garments with you. Amen. That's a word to somebody. Amen. Especially if they are some type of high order with a mind of their own that brings backlash on every decision that they make. They'll try to pin it all on you so that you'll have to pay for it, so to speak. And I end. God chose to use a lying spirit because Ahab rejected God's rebukes and he rejected God's warnings all throughout his life. And the cup of wrath of God, God's cup of wrath was full. Amen. God had enough. There's going to come time where God is going to have enough. Enough. All right? Yes, his grace and his mercy. There are times when God has had enough, and you will suffer if you don't. Since God is sovereign over all creation, he's not restricted in what or whom he can use to accomplish his holy purposes. All of creation is under God's authority, and he chooses to use people and spirits, both good and evil, to bring his divine plans to pass and bring glory to himself. He even says in the word, I created evil. Amen? Amen. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Daniel 4.35, in the case of Ahab, God chose to use a lying spirit to accomplish his perfect and righteous plan. And you can even see it in Psalms 18.30. The lying spirit will receive its punishment, just as Ahab did. And those who repent of their sins will receive forgiveness, just like Ahab could have. Here's the question. Will I respond to God's warnings with faith and obedience? Or will I reject his counsel and be rejected by him? Are you saved? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, It'd be great to do it right now. Now would be the time. Hallelujah. God is calling you to him. God loves you. No matter what you've been through in your life, God can forgive it. Just ask him right now. It's easy. Just say, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my guide, my Lord, my Savior, my God. Thank you for what you did on the cross for me. I love you. Amen. Amen. And that's it. It's that easy. Go find a, 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 a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church. Notice I didn't say babble, a tongue-talking church that knows how to teach you your heavenly language and, and learn of Jesus. It's never too late to learn of him. Amen. Jesus loves you. I've overdone my time. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Thanks for coming on and listening. And remember, to God be the glory for the things he has done. Reverend, as he's signing off, amen.